Hey, Rick, I am really, really excited about the guest that we You are. What's up. the story here? So her name is Amy Shields, and yeah. I've been following her for a while. Not creepy. Yeah. Uh, not restraining ordery following. Uh-huh. But she's a wonderful actress, and I've read a lot about her, and she's just got so many wonderful things that she does. She was in the original, or not the original Twin Peaks, the reboot of the Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. She's in a red election right now. Um, but she does so many other things, and just, just a good egg. Okay. And we're uh, really I well. Mean, I know that you've been pushing this for uh, you know several months. Yeah. You keep saying that you wanted to have her on, and here's something that uh, we can tip it in for uh, the American listeners that we have. She's Irish, oh, yeah. and she's got a, the a greatest accent ever. Great Irish yeah, accent. Yeah. Uh, so that's coming up uh, next because Minutia Men Celebrity Interviews up next. But first, listen to this other fine Opie show. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Man Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. Okay, Dave, uh... You know, I can tell you're super excited about uh, this week's guest. She's a wonderful actress. Uh, She's been in a ton of great stuff. You've seen her as Candy in the reboot of Twin Peaks. She was Nikki Foster Lyons in uh, Red Election as Nicole in The Detour, just to name a few. And she's also from one of my favorite places on earth, which is Dublin, Ireland. Uh, Please say hello to the wonderful Amy Shields. How are you, Amy? Hi guys, I'm well, thanks. And how are you? I'm I'm well, and I have to tell you, my wife and I just visited Ireland last year, and we absolutely loved it. And I got tell me if this is an unusual uh, experience because we spent two weeks there, and we only had three days of rain for that entire time. Is that uh, could that ever happen again? You know, it was weird this year because I went back twice, two weeks each time. And there was not one day of rain either of those times. Bizarre. Maybe it's a And then I had a friend warming. there recently, and it rained every day so badly that there was a huge storm there, 40-mile-an-hour winds. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I have a friend there today. I just saw on her on her um, Instagram that she is on the Aran Islands, and it was so gray and rainy and fabulous yeah, yeah. and Irish. Does, does, it, does it make you want to go back? You know, I actually love the rain. I really do. Mm-hmm. In fact, I fell asleep to rain and storm noises last night because I couldn't sleep. And I woke up and it was still going. And I thought, yeah. Now, are you currently in California? Yes. So, wow, you got rain in California. Congratulations. Oh, no, 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 no. I played them. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fake rain. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've got, so uh, I've got one more Ireland question. It's, it's a, let's just say as a hypothetical, 
that mm-hmm. some uh, crazy man becomes American president, <laughs> uh, you know, in the next couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. What part of Ireland would be the most welcoming place for the American horde that wants to move there? If you if you were to say um, this part of Ireland would love an American to live there, what would that be? You know, I don't know who you're referencing, but <laughs> it, I think... It's just a total hypothetical. Total hypothetical. Yeah. Hypothetical. If yeah. there was... You know what? Irish Irish people are welcoming to everybody. We really are. And I think it goes back to... We've never had to struggle with visitors because the English dominated us for 800 years. You know, right. kicked us out of our homes, made us slaves. And when we finally came back and, and got our own country back, well, for the most, most of it... No one wanted to visit us because we were poor. We didn't have anything. We're an island. No one came to see us. So now it's like we're making up for all these hundreds of years. I mean, even the welcome in Ireland in Irish, Cade Mila means 100,000 welcomes. Wow. So honestly, everyone's welcome in Ireland, and I think that's what we're known for. Well, it is the friendliest place I've ever been, to be totally honest it with is? you. It is? Yes. I, is that because you've only been to California? <laughs> Chicago. Well, we live in Chicago. Yeah, New York. Yeah. <laughs> no, is that but, only because you've only been to Chicago? <laughs> no, I, you know, honestly, I just thought the people were just lovely. And, and they were very nice to us. And we saw the whole country. We, we toured for, yeah. you know, two weeks there. A couple of things. I was a little, little scared driving. Yeah. Um, right. Especially in the countryside. Mm-hmm. Um, the little stone walls and the tiny yes. little roads that they say are two-way and they're really just for one. So how many people die a year on those? <laughs> because I, was... I would say around 52. Okay. Uh, All well, right. That's not too bad. Well. Uh, but the other thing I discovered, and this is, you know, I have to, every Irish person now I ask this question of, and I'm sorry I'm doing this to you, but you're on the, you're on the show. Um, mm-hmm. uh, everyone that I talk to about U2, the band U2, hated you too like i was like so you know i we were in dublin i said i'd like to see some of the places where you two played like oh forget you two you know <laughs> they absolutely have like, everyone told me the same joke what's the difference between bono and god do you know I the answer know. i don't a god doesn't think he's bono <laughs> <laughs> but i heard that well, everywhere I, what is going on why don't people like you too you know, I can't speak for the masses. I can tell you that I love them. Okay, I am good. a huge fan. Actually, some of them grew up in Malahide, my village. I remember Adam Clayton's parents' house. We used to hang out in front of, in the green that was there. And I think uh, he also had an apartment at one point in the village. I mean, I sound like a stalker now, but I really love you too. Well, that's and I find, I find it terrible that people would, you know, he's one of our finest exports. Yeah, I and know. I think their music is incredible. They have put us on the map in such a beautiful way, and in, in a, on a time where, I mean, the '80s when we were such a poor country, I believe, and you know, they really made a mark. I think a lot of Irish musicians have, and I find, you know, there is begrudgery there. It's it's specific. It's like if they leave the island. <laughs> we, yeah, maybe that's what think, it is. You know, there's something fishy about them leaving the island. Who do they think they are? You know, yeah. they were super welcoming to visitors but not necessarily to our own <laughs> that's funny and i've noticed like there's a new movie out with um oh my gosh i'm blanking on his name now the guy that created river dance 
Oh, uh, oh Michael Flatley. Flatley. Michael Flatley. From right. Chicago. He's so Michael Flatley, Chicago, you know, yeah. he's, he's on TV being interviewed about his new film, and he's produced, directed it, starred in it, funded it, whatever. And people are slagging him off. And I'm like, do you know how hard it is to get anything made ever? Yes. No matter whether you have money, presence, whatever. I mean, it's still hard. And he did a great job. I believe I haven't seen it. But without even seeing it, people were teasing him, you know, like, how dare he? And you're thinking, that guy did so much for us. He put river dance, he put Irish dancing on the map all over the world. And by the way, Irish dancing is really ugly, the traditional <laughs> style. And he did such an incredible job. That, that's branding. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a hell of a branding oh, yeah. job. Well, you I, had a, I had an audition one time in London. It was so funny. I Oh my God. I'm only glad that my niece came with me or no one would believe this happened. So I had this commercial audition years ago and my niece was with me. She was um, a 12 or something at the time, and she actually was an Irish dancer. And I had to go to this audition for a commercial, right? And so when I got there, they said to me, okay, Amy, um, do you know how to do Irish dancing? I haven't got a clue how to do Irish dancing. But I said, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, every Irish person learns it from the age of four. We, we learn it in school, the same as maths, like every day. She's like, oh, wonderful. Well, what, what I want you to do is I want you to come in like you're running off the street and then you just join a group of people and you start to dance. So, um, yeah, we'll see you in a couple of minutes. I'm just setting up the studio. So I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So I look at my phone and I scroll and I look at Riverdance and I'm like, OK, they're moving from side to side. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a better visual joke, but I, they're like move to side to side. When they get to the end, they move their head in a very sharp way and they kick their leg up. OK, and I can do that. And blah, blah. So she's like, Amy, you ready? I'm like, yeah. So we go in and we start and I start this hideousness that I just saw on Riverdance that they made look so good. And she stops the camera and she goes, um, Amy, that, yeah, that was that was good. Why don't you do the one that you said you learned in school? <laughs> and I'm like, um, oh, yeah, OK, OK, fine. So I just did the same thing again, but like double speed. <laughs> and, I do it and I'm like panting. She's like. Oh, that's, that's great, Amy. So thanks, thanks for coming in. <laughs> right. I'm thinking, great, you know, oh, going to leave. And she says, um, Amy, uh, actually, would you mind? Have you got have you got some time? And I'm like, Aces got a callback yeah, already. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I can I can wait around. She goes, great. She claps her hands, and there's all these dancers there, like actual ballet trained <laughs> dancers and, and stuff. And she goes, okay, guys. Um, so Amy's actually Irish, and she has learned. She is, knows how to do Irish dancing. She's learned it since she was a child. So she's going to teach you just like a full <laughs> jig. And I'm like, oh, uh, my knees is getting smaller and smaller in the corner, like, this, you know, evaporating with, with the rouge. And I just have to look at these dancers and go, oh, okay. So I start showing them how to do it. It was so bad and so inelegant. And I just, I was like, you're welcome. Grab my knees. And- <laughs> Right. See you later. Right. So th- they yeah, didn't ask you what you what grade you got in class for the for the Irish dancing. You know, I, I'm German, Amy. This happens to me every time I go to an Oktoberfest. They want me to do uh, the later hosen. Yeah, right. They want me to do the slap dancing thing. I I don't know how to do any of that. Well, don't you all? But it doesn't matter because there are all those women there in those beautiful costumes that they wear. All the milkmaids. Yeah, that's true. Right. I do like so those. No one's actually watching any man dancing. You do realize that. Yeah. Well, I I'm certainly not. So. I just uh, assume that's true. So, did you guys like brush your teeth with Guinness and stuff when you were a kid? When you were a kid? <laughs> wow, we're just going all out here, <laughs> right? This is just a I, stereotypes are us. You're, right. <laughs> you're wearing them right now, aren't you? The yeah. and that's why you do FaceTime. Yes, exactly. Uh, I've been spending the last couple of days watching your stuff and listening to past interviews, and 
one of the things that you've come up a couple of times that I think is really, really interesting is you consider yourself a news junkie and you consider journalists like heroes for what they do. And Rick and I totally playing for that team. I mean, we are, yeah. I mean, we are absolutely, and especially nowadays, obviously we need journalists and we need, you know, the free flow of, of, of truth. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I just, I wanted to just talk a little bit about that is that, you know, how you get, you know, how you are such a news junkie and how does that influence, you know, your acting or just in general? I mean, I think your choice of projects yeah, or I mean, whatever. I think you. it's such a wonderful. So I thank you for being a concerned human being and yeah. uh, a news junkie. No, yeah, thank you. Um, I guess I would consider myself a humanitarian mm-hmm. and I, I, I want to change the world for the better. I've been very focused on kindness and acceptance of others i'm not very judgmental at all actually i would say i'm not at all and i think with the news i'm fascinated by what's happening like for example uh the ukraine right now yeah. you know i was just glued to it glued to it glued to it and i'm sad that they're not really covering it that much anymore you know at the minute and some really great war correspondents were in there you know, for the first month, amazing. And then suddenly they just started putting, you know, fewer and fewer boots on the ground. And actually went to the White House Correspondents Dinner Weekend to host an event for Chef Jose Andreas. Oh, and yeah. World Central Kitchen. That and, he's a hero, that guy. Oh, my God. And, you know, they're... I think one of their kitchens had been bombed or blown up the week before and they were in hospital and they were already out making food later that day or the next day, I believe. And it was funny because the speech I made, as much as it was supposed to be about him, it was actually more about journalists. I knew there were so many in the room and I just wanted to say thank you because what you're doing, and I have one of my friend of mine is actually a journalist um, and he was out there, Matt Rivers, he was, he was uh, on there for CNN. And so when you know someone who's doing it, you're thinking, God, they're really risking their lives. But not just that. They're seeing things that no one should ever have to see. Yeah. And the trauma that no one even thinks of. Like, they're going there and they're seeing hundreds of dead bodies in parts and bits and pieces. They're seeing people traumatized, not knowing where to go, begging them for help and relief. And they have to just get on with their job and sometimes say no. And they're doing that to get the truth out to us. And then you have people saying conspiracy theories and what have you. And God love them. If they're saying that the war is a conspiracy theory, like they're clearly not very well if they're thinking that because it is happening. So right. things like that, I want to make sure that their work is being seen and I want to know what's happening there. I desperately want to know what's happening there. And then that, right now, the journey I'm on with work, I know you'd asked me earlier if I was making... Um, a podcast and I was I have spent two years making two podcasts for a major major network and after two years of research working on it interviewing people very intimate interviews with people who were upset or you know after all of that the network dropped both of them they've never they now own the property they'll never be released because the topic was too taboo for their very conservative network but you know what after because I care and I've interviewed those people and I've been researching a lot of documentaries and a lot of news. I know now I see things and I see the world in a different way. And I'm more passionate than ever to follow through on my mission to make the world safer and less judgmental and kinder. And I'm now putting it together to pitch it as a TV show. Oh my oh, God. Great. If that doesn't happen, you know what? We've all got access now to YouTube, to TikTok, which I don't understand how to use. I literally, I just signed up for cameo before you called me. They called me to oh. go on there. Oh. No idea. <laughs> but, you know, we can, we can do that. And I think 
you know, knowledge is key. I think I learned for fun, and I think it's a, a good way for me to pass the time. Well, uh, one of the things you do to pass the time is act, and uh, you're you're quite good. And um, <laughs> thank I, you. It's, uh, it's a lovely compliment. You know, it is an odd compliment. I'll grant you. I'm doing a transition. It's a transitionary device. <laughs> we, call, we call this a shagway in the business. There, <laughs> this you're is quite prof- good, but I support this move, Amy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a professional. I'll, I'll I'll sit you down sometime, and we'll talk about how to do this. This is you know. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big Twin Peaks fan, and oh, and you good. played Candy in the in the 2017 Twin Peaks reboot, and um, mm-hmm. I was talk just about mo- a character that could bring kindness oh, to the yeah. world. Oh, I mean, yeah. Candy yeah. is the epitome of of being maternal and giving and kind and An unaware of anything mm-hmm. bad, and you know being appreciative of anything from finger sandwiches to air conditioning. <laughs> well, so this is what I wanted to talk to you about is, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was a big fan of the original series when it came out, and there's a certain kind of person that is into this show. I mean, you may run mm-hmm. into some generally devoted, ridiculously devoted yeah. fan base that, uh, you know, likes the minutia of things. I- yeah. I'm assuming you've run into that a bit. And and yes. if you don't mind telling us a little bit about that before I ask you about David Lynch, because I've got some questions <laughs> about that, too. Sure. I love, we are so blessed on that show to have the people that are into it and they're generally brainiacs. I mean, at one point we did a festival and there was a guy there who has literally changed how we see the moon because he created some mirror on some spacecraft that reflects the moon down to us. But can he do an awkward transition from one subject to another? Yes, he can. He's now trans female. um, Wow. That's that's really taking it to an extreme, but okay. well, I'm just trying to run with my really good yeah. acting. So, <laughs> She's yes-anding. She's yeah. she is right? yes-anding. There are so many incredible... I'm not really lucky, actually. I'm about to go to Spooky Empire in two weeks' time in, in Florida. It's one of those conventions, and a lot of the... Old, old, actually, everyone that's invited is our OGs. You know, you've got Kyle McLaughlin, you've got Machin, you've got Cheryl Lee, Sharon Fenn. And oh, wow. I'm the only member of the new cast who's been invited to go. So that's, uh, oh, that's really incredible. And I can't wait to go and hang with them and see them and do a panel. Because I really thought that would be over by now, you know. But, you know, it's we're never going to be over. It's, well, you know, that's the thing. Like, yeah. It's a show that was made again, the continuation, because of the fan base. Right. Right, exactly. Well, they were asking for Actually, it. We kept on asking for it, right? I mean, that was the... Yeah, because they kept on coming back. And I was on Twitter one day, and um, I saw that Manifest, there was a TV show, and I got really into season one and two, and I saw that they'd canceled it. And I was like, come on, guys, let's get this remade, you know, from a, a person who's been on a show that was remade because of the fans. We can do this. And, um, you know, other people were saying it too, and it did. So... Yeah, I think, and also video game fans are also into the minutia of things. Right. And I love video gamers and the whole culture, and I know there's negativity there, but really, if you think of it, video game culture is extremely inclusive, diverse, Mm -hmm. and they care. So when I go to these events and I'm talking about Twin Peaks, the people who are into, say, Final Fantasy 15 or what have you, they really want to know everything about it. And in my opinion, they deserve all the knowledge. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, there's definitely an overlap in the two communities, sure. the uh, Twin Peaks yeah. and the, the video game community. So, For uh, sure. David Lynch, let's talk about mm-hmm. David Lynch, because he is, uh, I think, one of our all-time great directors, uh, just yeah. a, a gifted, gifted man. But 
a little bit odd. Quirky. Quirky. Did did you uh, find him that way? Because I've talked to some people who worked with him who said he was perfectly normal. And then other people who said, you know, there are moments. Well, as with any question, Rick and David, you know yourself, you have to consider the source. I would not say that he is quirky or weird. I think David is very straightforward. Like he just, if you look at the things that he really focuses on, they're very simple, basic things. Like he lingers, his shots linger on a guy sweeping a floor Mm -hmm. for five minutes. And he lingers on just the little things in life that we often overlook all the time. Yeah, minutia. The minutia moments, yeah. uh, He could be the poster child for that, actually, yeah. But he does. He lingers on these things. And even, you know, to speak to my lines, things like air conditioning. I found myself during the heat wave constantly saying how great the air conditioning was. And (laughs) maybe that's because I'm from Ireland and we don't have it in most places and we've never needed it. So when I'm experiencing my first couple of heat waves, I'm like, oh, my God, that air conditioning stuff is amazing. (laughs) And, you know, Americans are so used to it. They're like, "Uh, duh, yeah. So that's what's so great about him. He just... He's very straightforward, and he just—he's very inquisitive and inquiring mind. I think that's it. He's just constantly trying to unearth or understand things. And if that makes him weird, then yeah, God love him. Hey, well, I wish we were all weird. I really don't think weird is an insult. To be totally honest with you, no, it's a compliment. I, I, talk, I have yeah. three sons. Uh, you know, all of us are a little on the odd mm-hmm. side, and I—I I have been telling them since they were kids. You know, weird mm-hmm. is not bad. Weird is just no. different. It's just different. You know, I believe that every word is a compliment. And I believe any bad word can be a compliment. Yeah, there you go. You're such a wonderfully yeah, very positive. Person. Very oh my positive. god! Yeah, we're not used to talking to somebody this this cool. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, there's things like say, uh, you know, nasty words to describe, you know, loose people. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Why does that have to be a bad thing? Like, why couldn't that actually be a compliment sometimes? What if that was just a sign of confidence and not caring about what others think? Yeah. Or, you know, any give me any swear word and, and you can turn it around. And, well, uh, you're Irish. You you're Irish, and I'm guessing you know a few swear <laughs> yeah, words because right. uh, <laughs> I heard a few <laughs> when I was there. <laughs> I, I try not to use them, though. Well, feel free. It's a podcast. We have no... Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I want to go yeah. back. You mentioned video games and... Um, I love what you said about how, yeah, it's inclusive and there's, I mean, there's a lot yeah. of benefits to, to, you know, to video games and certainly that whole oh, 21st century skills. It's been proven yeah. to increase by a minimum of 40%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you want to join the military and fly a drone to kill people, I'm sure the video games come in handy. No, yeah. but, um, but, okay. Have you been looking at my Instagram? Cause I did just do a day out with the, I did a military day in the Mojave desert at Fort Irwin. They yeah. flew us out there on Black Hawks and we got to, put on all the gear, kick down doors, shoot targets. Oh, my um, God. We got to you try all of the guns. We got to go and see how they live. And I was, I was crying the whole way back. I was so moved. It was so emotional to meet these soldiers, have lunch with them, hear their stories. And we were out there. It was 105, I think, in the desert. I could not. I was going around spraying everyone with SPF, just assuming we were all going to die of skin cancer from yeah, being right. there for just a day. Um and I just looking at these kids, just because they're young, like they're seventeen or eighteen, like they're they so young. Yes. And you're and you're thinking, uh, how how are you even breathing? Never mind. I remember getting onto one of the tanks, like you get to see the tanks, and 
if you cracked an egg on there, it would explode. Like, it wouldn't just fry. The thing would explode. It was so hot. And then they're living in those for three or four days sometimes in this tiny cramped space in some of the hottest climates in the world. And then they have to fight. And then they have to protect themselves and protect us. And I'm thinking, how? How on earth are you doing that? How on earth are you making the decision at 17 to do that? And they were, they were saying there's a problem with recruiting. And I think they're asking us as creatives, like, what, what do you think we could do to change that? And my opinion, like you said, it's all about nowadays, if you look at kids, they're giving up traditional sports, right, mm-hmm. at like 13, 14 years of age, football, basketball, what have you. They're all playing video games or using tech. And if you look, if you think of the army, you know, I guess you're the same as me. Like we, we probably think of, you know, boots on the ground, mm-hmm. fighting, climbing things like, you know, think of all those old war movies where they're training and they're almost like Navy SEALs. But there are so many jobs that are headsets, that are drones. Actually, we, we met the guy who was doing the drones and they're so cute. There's like 20 of these little drones and they just look like a little pack of animals. And <laughs> they, they move them all at the same time. Um, I have a habit of anthropomorphizing things. But, but they were, they're so cute. But, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not suggesting people join the army. That's not what I'm saying. But I think you're right. It is good for things like that. Yeah. And, and you've done quite a few video games as far as voiceover, too. I mean, that's, um, yeah. what is it, uh, Call? I don't have it in front of Call of Duty. Did you do Call of Duty? And um... I did Modern Warfare Remastered and Black Ops. I'm not sure which one. Final Fantasy 15 would be kind of my biggest one where I play Luna Frey and Ox Fleuray, And that's, you know, I'm still sometimes, you know, I think even up, up until last year, I was recording stuff for that. And that's been ongoing for seven years, I think, at this point. How, how is that different? And we've had quite a few voice actors, um, not only character actors, like we've had Debbie Derryberry, who's done a ton of characters yeah. and, and a lot of people that have done video games. And I also think it's mm-hmm. interesting. How does that di- differ? I mean, is there a difference in the in your process when you're acting for, you know, the more traditional acting versus video games? I mean, is there a difference? Do you have to get into a kind of a different routine, a different mindset? Well, for one, you don't get a script until you're there. No. And for two, you're not with any other actors. You're on your own. Even if it's a scene of 20 of you, you're only recording your own lines. So you've right. known to act opposite. Also, you have to read every line three times each before you move on to the next line. And that's not a paragraph. Like, you could have a full... I mean, I know in Final Fantasy fifteen, I have a speech to my country people, and, you know, it's probably three or four pages long, but you don't get to read that as a monologue. You have to say each word, each sentence thrice. And they'll, you know, choose from one of those, or they might say, okay, do it again. You might end up doing a line 15 times or more. So you're not really in the swing of things and then I'm, I'm not entirely sure where I am in the script either because you're not always it's not always chronologically recorded so it's very different and it's also great because you really get for voice you just use your entire body to be expressive which is something you not, wouldn't necessarily do on camera because it'd be way too big and over the top so you're using your whole body to project and to make the sounds so it's very, very, very different. And I can see why there are a lot of actors who just do voice or just do acting. Not as many do both. Have you ever played a game? Because they're entirely that... different jobs. I think they're just completely different jobs. Have you ever played a game with your... Are you, do you, are you a gamer? I mean, do you play? Are you a free I am player? not a gamer oh. at all. I've never... I tried playing one of my games with my nephew who just kind of, you know, just very caringly after five minutes of trying to use the... the the joystick or whatever it is um he just said uh 
you know, it's it's okay, Auntie Amy. We, we don't have to. Do this. <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm the same way. By the way, my my kids just uh, they look at me like, get out of here, old man. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. 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 yeah, we could excel at like Pong. Yeah, we could totally right. kick their ass in Pong. Uh, uh, Dave, Dave is the other way. Dave yeah. is like, uh, so so Dave is a video game fanatic. Not and, anymore. I but mean, when we were in ago. when we were in college years ago, he took me to uh, an arcade, and play, we had a, like a little basketball game, and he mm-hmm. just put the quarters in, started it, and then just started crushing me and didn't tell me how to play. The instructions yeah. are on the glass. You it was just like read. 170 to nothing, and he kept like slamming it. You know, that's uh, that's just that's just who Dave is. Amy, I was so good at video games that... And there <laughs> yeah, was this, what there games was this, did you play? There was this one basketball game. It was called Double Dribble. Okay, uh, okay. I, hope you don't, I hope you don't have anything to do this afternoon, because I'm going to tell you like four like hours a, of Double Dribble. It sounds like dribble. a song from the 80s. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. From the 90s. It sounds like yeah. a song from the 90s. Dribble, 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 dribble. Got a bit taller. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. My attempt. <laughs> That's awesome. God, can, can you do our show every week? You are yeah, yeah, I'm, available. You're I'm available for jingles anytime. Yeah. We can make them up on the spot. Get me on Cameo, AmyShields.com. Uh, so well, there you go. So I was so good, I was so good at this. Game. I'm no. talking about me here. All right. Uh, I'm talking about you, but you know what? You must be so great at critical thinking and communication skills, creativity, problem solving, perseverance, collaboration—all the things that you get from playing video oh games. Oh my God! You you have just you have just described me. But I, I feel like yeah, I feel like I know you, and I don't even need to meet you in person because I just know you're good at all these things. Oh my God! Any, and you have a dog are. just like his. Yeah, a dog just like. Let me give you my wife's phone number because you what you just said. You have to text her. <laughs> all these great things about me but anyways i was so good at this game back to 1984 all right double dribble i was the michael jo- i was the david ba- i mean i was just great at this and wow. i would get a group of people watching me play double dribble i mean yeah. uh and then what oh, is that is that wow. you are you are You're you the DFS? original creator uh, well yeah. and at one time, and I'll forget this, the only time that I've ever felt, you know, like a celebrity is I, you know, after you get a certain score, you get to put your name, you know, as the, the leaderboard, right? And I put in DFS mm-hmm. and the guy next to me goes, oh my God, you're DFS. Like I was this, 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 this <laughs> mythical creature, you know? Yeah, I am, kid. Oh my God, I'm so impressed by you. Oh, That's I wonderful. know. <laughs> Please don't. This, this was before, Please. sorry, my dog was smoking last night. Um, and this is amazing. You know, you were the original creator and the original, uh, really, you could have been an esports athlete if you think of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, no. You're a trailblazer. We should have you, uh, we should mint like a um, an NFT for you as the original gamer sure if i knew what the you, hell you, an nft you, was or, i mean i can't I don't understand how this works but yes i i'm on the same page i, I mean, don't this know is exactly- we are not going to get him out of the studio his head is just getting gigantic uh, well it's in a wonderful community and um and it's also very it's been proven to be very very good for you playing it i mean that's why I, at one point i was making i wanted to make a show called ammunition because i was giving people the ammunition every week to say to their parents or to say to their partners or their kids you know well actually i can play another hour because i've got this new job and i need information literacy you know i need technology skills and digital literacy no mom i'm trying to problem solve here you want me to to figure things out well let me play roblox for another five minutes i want to be an architect let me play roblox so you have your convention in a couple weeks is that what it is uh, yeah, I'm going to Spooky Empire in Florida. Okay, see if they have anybody sort of DFS. <laughs> yeah, okay. just, I, I, I oh my god! <laughs> yeah, do you? I could sell. I could actually, if you want to unload some merch, I don't mind selling it for you at my table. If you want to give me like photos oh or pins, god. if you oh, have any pins. Oh, oh, Amy, this is going so badly. <laughs> Rick, remember the time that Amy Shields had she offered to sell my stuff? Believe in yourself. Oh, Success oh isn't a financial game. See, I've been telling you. I've been telling your life. I've been telling everybody this, and they just like roll their eyes. 
Oh, well, this has been a great no, interview about Dave. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk away from this to just being empowered and just being like, yes, I can. Well, yes, I can. And Obama from Chicago. Again, it's a full circle. I'm basically okay. Obama. Yeah. So Obama will be accepted. And actually, Obama is from Monaster Boys, apparently. A place in Ireland. That's where he dates, you know, his family. Date That's back right. To he's there. Irish. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, totally I was Irish. at the Irish Museum in, uh, in Dublin and they, and they mentioned that uh, he was, he is of Irish descent. I love that it's the Irish Museum. You're right. There's only one. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> well, I think yeah. it's called literally the Irish Museum. It's it's yeah, in for Dublin. Yeah. And so forth. We're just lying. We just we just say <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> so what what are you working on? What's going yeah, on? What's, uh, uh, tell us what's happening right uh, now. Other than selling the DFS merchandise <laughs> yeah. in a couple of weeks, what else <laughs> you got going on? <laughs> well, I'm creating a show. I'm doing my own thing, which is great. I'm writing a book too, which is so cathartic it's amazing i just i love doing it whether or not i will feel that way when it's out is a different thing um i have red election on tv every saturday right, although right. i think it's finished on saturday i might be wrong because i haven't actually seen it yet okay. but i've been recording them so i'll watch them at some point in the future um yes and i'm producing a movie as well with uh, wide eye films i did a movie with them some years ago so we're doing that and then i have the happy worker coming out at some point i'm just not sure what the release date is on that. Okay. Well, you know, we're book publishers. This is actually true. Yeah, we, we, we are actually, actually own yeah. a publishing company. So That's our, if, we can, if, we can, if we can help you in any way, we would be happy to oh, help Oh, thank you. you guys. I actually have got a, a, a company behind me, but it's... Um, well, they're probably better. You know, yeah, we're yeah. Always, always open to negotiation because... The book is turning into something different than it started as. <laughs> and, well, uh, if, you, if you need uh, yeah, some sure leverage, if you need some leverage with these guys, if they start pushing you the wrong yeah, way, it's like, well, I've got this other company. Yeah, that, right. uh, is it, <laughs> it, who's this other company? Never heard yeah, of them. Oh, they're, they're, yeah. they're huge. They're huge. You know, they're run by DFS. <laughs> the DFS. The, the original gamer. Yeah. <laughs> so next time the you're original. in Chicago, we are going to an arcade, and I am going to show you oh, boy. In, in full, you know, <laughs> oh, full. Boy real time how great i was <laughs> amy this has been fun this I, is wonderful thank you very much for taking some time and chatting with us and, and we wish you the best and what about social yeah. media where can people keep up with you plug away anything you got uh social um, media cameo yeah. yeah well apparently i'm on cameo now and i have to add my video i haven't i think i've put a picture on it that's about it um i honestly had the, the phone call five minutes before mm. you called me um they're very good actually because i think some my friends kid had said you're nobody unless you're on cameo amy mm. so, <laughs> so apparently the malibu kids here really like cameo, yeah, Roger Stone so is I did on cameo. and then i forgot yeah. i forgot that i'd like signed up and then they phoned me i mean they're very you know they're 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 good so anyway you can get me there you can get me on instagram and twitter i love twitter i love following funny writers and journalists and yeah i, I think there's a lot of really cool conversation on there Cool. Well, we really appreciate we really appreciate this, and thank you for your time. Are you yeah. kidding me? I'm so flattered. You guys are awesome. I oh. love your interviews. Well, stop Dave it. is never going to stop talking about this. <laughs> Let's this go back a, to the DFS thing. Is, so with double dribble, this, I was you, you have no idea what you're doing to me. But uh, no, you, know. I, you know what? I do. I know. I, I feel it. I can feel it. I'm sending you a little Korean love heart with my hands to show my love and enthusiasm for DFS, and I think bring DFS back, make the merch, sell it for you. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. I know. No, I, I, I'm behind this. I'm a constant cheerleader. Okay. Well, thank you. And, uh, <laughs> Thanks, Amy. Anytime. Anytime you yeah. have something if you get to another plug project, or whatever, we'll be happy to yep. 
Oh, I will. On. Believe me, next year, I just don't know if you'll be brave enough to talk about oh. it, but yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll brave enough, <laughs> no problem. We'll, we have no taboos <laughs> in this show. Yeah, you listen to our show. <laughs> <laughs> There's really nothing off limits. But hey, thanks again, Amy. We thanks, really Amy. Oh, you do have a great day. Uh, bye you bye. too. Bye-bye. Bye. Finally. <laughs> finally, I get someone who appreciates who I am, right? God. And what and the accomplishments I have and that just was, letting me be who I am. That was torture for me <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> oh my god. She gosh. gets me. Uh well, listen. Uh it was it was great to have that her. Wonderful, on. wonderful. She, she, and and hopefully, she'll I be able to listen again. to her talk oh, all day long. There like were times, a traffic ticket citation if she gave it to you. <laughs> I know. There were times I had questions to ask, but I didn't want to interrupt because <laughs> right. I just wanted to listen to her yeah. talk. What a wonderful lady. Well, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-Shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Minutia Band Celebrity Interview. The proceeding was a presentation of Opi Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? What is the deal with all these little, little liquor shoppers. bottles? Uh, yesterday was my sister's birthday, and as Germans, I just thought it would be fun to buy a bunch of little ones. And as it turns out, I bought too many. You've got some crap here. You got yeah. Rumple Mints. Oh, it's awful. 99 apples. Uh, that is uh, apple schnapps. That oh. is 99 proof. Are you kidding me? No. Holy crap. Which means it probably doesn't taste like apples at all. <laughs> Be my guess. So this is fifty percent alcohol. Oh right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. You want one? Oh my god. This <laughs> this apple stuff is <coughs> this is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. All of these are so horrible. Ugh. No, not even a hint of an apple. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to Minutia Men on Spotify, OpieShows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits.